Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. But, uh, yeah, you know, 
everything's good, man. I can't complain. Um, I can't well, listen. I can't complain. My baseball team is absolute dog crap. Uh, not worth watching. Uh, it's what the seventh inning. They're they're down to nothing. Hey, hey, get lost. Hey, out, uh, out of that pot. Out of that pot. I asked about you. I asked about you. Out of that pot. I'm going <laughs> to keep filming a little. Out of that pot. That's how you were. You're going to be on a lake and all type of stuff. That's okay. Don't take don't take the mojo from that. I I need that mojo right there. I need that cup of coffee and I don't drink coffee. <laughs> he don't drink he don't drink martinis. I don't drink coffee. Do not take the espresso off that table. Cappuccino with Nino. Don't don't make me do it. Please don't make me do it. Yes, yes. Don't let him hide with me. Yes, with me. Yes, yes. He tried to take the lesson out of it. I don't care. I'm gonna go get him regardless. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. No, no, you might no, no, no. You you keep on doing what you're doing. Listen, you can walk over, but you gonna limp back. You gonna limp back. Yes, beautiful day today, brother. You're funny. Uh, listen, um, can't hold it back. Can't hold it back. But you know, um, that's one of my favorite Fifty Cent songs. Um, you know, because of me, like like trying to keep me on the lake. Um, listen, that album. I tell people that album is way better than Get Rich or Die Trying. If you've never of heard course. Guess Who's Back, if you've never heard Guess Who's Back by 50 Cent, it's a mixtape album, people, but if you've never heard that album, then you're not a 50 Cent fan. That's what made me a 50 Cent fan. Get Rich or Die Trying was good. It was commercial, but that I used to re- play that on repeat in college. That was just, what, oh, 2002. That was everything, that album. Man. Like, that, get, the life's on the line. Um, you know, um, the one with uh, Nas and Nature, Too Hot, um, the, the, the intro. <laughs> I know you see Don't forget that ain't gangster. Don't forget that ain't gangster. Yep, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, that album was everything. But uh, I got another chef in the building. I'm going to bring him in. Uh, calling out of the 615, Mr. Harvey is in the building. Michael, what's going on, bro? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. Always willing, happy to chop it up and go to work. Good evening. That is a good album, by the way. One of my favorites. Absolutely. Listen, um, let's just get to it. Um, the Yankees are about to get swept by the Braves. That's Mike's team. My team, the Yankees. They're a disgrace. They're about to be under 500. Um, don't cut me off, Michael. I'm not happy right now. I'm not happy. The villain is not happy. Um, the, the, the captain came out. The captain came out. Aaron Judge said that this team is just failed to show up. I couldn't agree with them more. Overpriced talent, $280 million of dog crap that's on the field right now. I feel bad for Judge. I feel bad for Cole. Like, how do you have Cole pitch, uh, you know, basically, what, give up one, two runs, you're up 7-2 in the ninth inning, and you lose that game in the ninth. Disgrace. Then you got a game, I think it was the other night, you had more errors than you had hits. Give me a break. This team is garbage. It's trash. Six and a half back in the wild card, the last wild card spot. Uh, don't forget the right. You're, not, you're done. You, you know, cl- turn the lights off when you're, done, when you're finishing the stadium. We don't care. It's a, it's a joke, TP. Take it away. I had enough. Barry ain't going to like me, but that's so good. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, oh, my God. Anyway, 
F all of y'all, Sports City. This is the worst part about it, right? Because I'm going to curse. And I don't like cursing on Air Sports City, but I have to do something because he just talked drunk to Michael Harvey, right? He just said something to Michael Harvey, and I take offense to that. I take offense to that. I didn't so talk he said that. I'm angry. Yes, the angry. Excuse me, excuse me. I didn't break you up. I didn't break you up. You were, you gave me, you told me to take it away because you can't take it no more. So you sit down. And, uh, are you taking away from my, the line I'm about to say? You're taking away from it right now. So the fact of the matter is one of my more favorite movies of all time, very influential in my life, the movie called The Color Purple, right? And it was a Thanksgiving dinner. Hmm. And uh, Mr. A.K.A. Danny Glover, I don't know if people, they, Barry and I might not have never seen this movie, but I love this movie with my dear gotcha. heart. And, um, the, and the funny part about it is the Johnson family. Go go figure, Barry, now he's a Johnson. This is beautiful. So so the Johnsons are at Thanksgiving dinner, and um, Barry, A.K.A. Mr. is up here having fun, cracking jokes, and smashing Easter eggs on each other's head or whatever. And started talking junk to Miss Silly, and Miss Silly got mad because he sent all of her kids that she had to Africa. You know, she couldn't even watch her kids grow up. And she said, I got kids. You know what I'm saying? Basically letting them know. He said, She said, we going to sit around and we going to whip your ass. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's exactly what's happening to the Yankees right now. Everybody's sitting around and they whipping the Yankees' ass right now. And it is a beautiful thing. Now, let me tell you, listen. First and foremost, this is karma. This is what they get. They wanted to rush Judge back. Um, I, yesterday, it was, a, it was a play yesterday. Judge had hit a grounder to shortstop and basically got thrown out, right? The color commentator, I think it might have been um, Michael K. I think it was. Um, he's like, you can tell the judge is still hurt. He can't even leg it out to first base. And they try to get him back now. You guys just put hundreds of millions of dollars into this dude to try to bring him back, and y'all ain't even supporting him. The players that I respect on the Yankees, right? The ones that I actually fear on the diamond, because I know that they could, if they touch the ball, get out of there. Where the heck is Giancarlo Stanton? Where is he? Like, where is he? Like, it, it, there's no way that you are that powerful at the plate, and you can't damage nothing. It is no okay. And I get it. Atlanta's the best team in baseball right now. You guys had a one hitter. Wait, hold on. You guys are the Bronx Bombers and a one-hitter by by the one that I respect the most. DJ LeMayhew is the only one that got a hit. That means everybody on that stinking team didn't do nothing. They had two errors in the game, and it's, it's, it's interesting that they throw around the, there's more errors than hits in the game, but this is the Yankees. You wouldn't expect them to have a one-hitter at this point in time getting this close to September, and they are – I can't even. Well, they're in the race. I don't want to say somewhat or not in the race. Six and a half from that last wild card spot. They're there, but this is the the part that gets me the best. Right? These guys are an even five hundred right now. If they lose today, which they're down, they will be under five hundred. There are people that I work with that said they can't even remember the last time they see the Yankee team this bad at this point in time at five hundred or worse. People. I sat on this network myself with Michael Harvey, and that's why I said, Barry, keep your hands off Michael Harvey. And Michael said something that I did not want to believe, but I told him I want to see it happen if it does happen. He said in the month of October, the city of New York will be shut down for sports, well, at least baseball, both sides, Queens and the Bronx. And I'm like, interesting, right? Because, you know, I I was like loving it because, 
I just want to see the Yankees struggle because finally they come down to earth because these dudes been on a, a helium balloon high for decades, you know, at least since the 90s. You know, now with, with without that helium in there, they see earth now. Now there's no superpowers. It's like if you ever seen Space Jam and, and that, that aliens put all their powers in the basketball, everybody got their powers. They can't do nothing. They look like Muggsy, Sean Bradley, all of them that can't do nothing. They're all in the ball right now, and they stink. And this is the best part about it, that a Yankee fan can't even talk baseball right now. This is, you, know, you don't know what type of day this is. You, you, these people brag crazy. If you live in the Tri-State area and you meet a Yankee fan, you're going to hear it. But now it, you can hear church mouses pissing all kinds. You can hear hummingbirds talk. Like, forget just flapping and, and going crazy. This is a beautiful day. Like, like I, I'm walking on sunshine. Oh, and it makes me feel good. Like, I, just the fact that you take pride in our misery uh, just makes me smile because I know, you know, if you're not getting hated on, you're not doing it right. Michael, I apologize for cutting you off. Go ahead. Bask in the glory of the, the the Braves about to sweep the Yankees. I'm here for no, it. No, man, listen. Um, as many times I've taken on the chin from the Yankees, many times they've broken my heart in my lifetime. You got to go back to like 1957, which is well before any of our times, since the Braves were to beat the Yankees in the postseason. Uh, so, listen, uh, it's very rare in my life that the Braves have really been able to like really put it to the Yankees. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping they close out this sweep. Uh, it'd be nice to be uh, able to say that uh, at the end of a week we went. Six and one against the two teams from New York. I'll take that all day, every day, and twice on Sundays, and as many more times as you want to give it to me on my birthday. Uh, but uh, bigger fish to fry. We got still got some time. I I just think the Yankees, man, have been so snake bitten this year by injuries. Judge missed a chunk of time. to Carlos Stanton did. They put all this money into Rodon, and he hasn't been great. Severino is uh, uh, man. He's been getting lit up. It, just DJ the Mayhew, it is not normal for him to be hitting 240. Uh, just so many things went wrong for this Yankees team this year. And the only real, real consistent has been Garrett Cole. Uh, even Bader's really starting to struggle. So, uh, And then Anthony Volpe as a 21-year-old kid, like a decent first year. Uh, and, you know, he continues to develop. But, I mean, this – this team won't be down very long, Barry. So uh, don't worry. It, it just everybody has a down years sometimes. Uh, but I did see uh, that this was the last. This is the first time that this Yankees team has been 500 or worse at this point in the season since 1995. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Um, season. I told. I told TP the season was over. You know, weeks ago. You don't want to believe me. No, you're only a couple games back. It's over. Who cares? You um, are. You are. You are only a couple games back. Oh, my goodness. What? Okay. Call number 929-477-2759. Uh, so, you know, listen, the NBA is it came out with their, uh, <laughs> their midseason tournament schedule. Uh, it was unveiled today. Uh <laughs> Yeah, switching gears. Switching gears. We're done. We're done. We're done. I don't want 
talk about this team anymore. They're a disgrace. How do you lose? How do they even try? It's ridiculous. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm not here today. I'm not here. We're the Yankees. We're, this is a disgrace. I mean, you have Pedro Martinez talking junk about it. I'm like, who pulled Oh, they won't be down for Who cares? They're done. They're garbage. Goodness gracious, this so is the great NBA day. Released the funny, their uh, funny, their mid-season the tournament. Uh, so, so they have like they have like I guess six, yeah, group A through F. So six different groups, um, you know, splitting um, I guess randomly between each conference, uh, three groups in each conference to get to uh, six groups. They're gonna play against each other, um, two home, two away the best record goes into like a round robin tournament. Um, You know, I guess the winning team will get a half a million each while the runners up will get 200,000 each. Um, And I guess losing, there's a pay scale for losing semifinal teams and losing quarterfinal teams. Um, This is mid season. It's going to take place um, in December. I think it is Uh, the first couple, the first, I think it's like a couple weeks uh, in December, uh, called it in NBA. What's that? I think it starts as a, oh, November. My fault. I thought. Why did I think it was? Um, because yeah, I, why you, I you're baffled. You're baffled. You're baffled. Right it, 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 yeah, it goes into it. Go, it's November. So I mean, it's not mid season. It's an in season. It's not mid season. Whatever. Right. So um. It's in season. I thought it would be mid. If it was mid season, it would be more January or something like that. But um, yeah, right. that's when it starts. The losing teams that don't make it to the semis or the qu- the quarterfinals and the semis, they'll have regular se- season games added to their schedule. Um, so you know, but you still, it's kind of random. You don't know who you're going to play, but they're going to figure it out. Um, TP, what do you think about this in-season tournament? It's been inv- unveiled. I think your Thunder is in Group uh, Group F. So your Thunder is with the Kings. Yeah, the Kings. Sacramento Kings is really good. The Golden State Warriors, Minnesota Timberwolves, Oklahoma City Thunder and Spurs. Looking at the groups, uh, TP and Mike, I would say Group F and probably Group I would probably say group F, maybe group uh, groups, and then the best group on the Easter Conference is I would probably lean towards group uh, maybe group A. Yeah, probably group A, maybe group B with the Knicks are in, but probably more group A than B, depending on who's good and who's not. But group F, to me, Top to bottom is probably the best group with the Kings, Warriors, Timberwolves, Thunder, and Spurs. And then Group E has the Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans, Mavs, Rockets. The Rockets should be much improved this year. they got a lot of young talent. So, TP, what do you think about the in-season tournament, the groupings, uh, what have you? Um, I'm at that point where it's like, you know, I don't want to see nothing done over. You know, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, give it a chance because it makes that much more of an intrigue of, like, an end-season championship. Everybody has a shot to kind of, like, get it. And though, you know, old-school five-game series or seven-game series, they just get it done. But this is the best part about it. Personally, for me, I love this part. This is what made me 
gain a stronger interest in this, okay? So as you said, Barry, as you got it wrong at the beginning, Mike had to correct you, right? Mm-hmm. The um, the breakdown of the tournament when it gets into, like, you know, playoff mode and they run in the championship mode, I want you to look at the date of the championship day. Do you know what day the championship day falls on? Thanksgiving, right? No, no, no. It so falls the, on the, December 9th. Um, oh, but that's the so it falls on December 9th, a Saturday, guess where? In Las Vegas. Why are you going where I'm going? You're following me for my birthday? Are you kidding me? Okay, so now I'm just saying my birthday lit. Like, okay, so... Please, time to go crazy. I need my boys to go crazy. Please, in the middle of Vegas, so I can see my boys go crazy. I want to see Chet and them, because that'll make it even more crazy to be a T-Mobile and see my boys go crazy. But I know I'm pushing all my eggs in one basket, but it'll, it'll make it that much more lit because not only, like I'm being personal about it, not only would whoever is in that championship, I probably would try to attend the game. But the next day, December 10th, which is my birthday, that Sunday the Vikings for the Raiders. So all type of stuff is going on in Vegas that weekend, like, and, and not the birthday boys out there. So, so yeah, of course, and that's, that's Sports City birthday, too. December 6th is the birthday of Sports City. So it's like pop-off season right now. So I am kind of, like, being very personal about the situation. So, yeah, it's like I'm all for it, like, for, for the way that it fell. But, um, you know, it, it's a first-time thing. I got to kind of get used to it. The Thunder could end up falling on their face, but they got so many young guns right now that a lot of people are respecting, especially J-Dub out of uh, the Santa Clara one. Well, both of them are good to me. Both of them are good, even though they were young rookies and definitely made an impact on the team. But just to see Chet and let him be healthy and the way that he's already been playing, and as of this week he's been working out with Kevin Durant and them, and, and they've been going back and forth. KD and Chet have been scoring on each other crazy, but – I mean, it's just a good thing to see that he's healthy and, and it ain't no big LeBron stepping on his foot to break it. So, I mean, and, and hearing so much news out of Golden State now and how Chris Paul was going to war with Golden State now, he's a part of the family, just to see if they do click and how Clay feels, because Clay's always the one that feels like he's kind of the outcast, especially later in his career. And, and just like Barry said, that the F group, especially with Sacramento being a bunch of young guns too, it's going to be interesting to see what team comes out there it could really push to get toward, you know, the finals or the playoffs or this situation. So it's definitely good and intriguing. And like I said, I'm all for it now because now I know how it lines up while they approach the month of December. So I am very hyped for it that uh, I've been – and I I, I want to do it this year. Like I'm trying, but I can't. I always told myself I wanted to go to a Thunder game in OKC. I've seen them play in the Garden. I've seen them play in Barclay. I have not seen them play in Oklahoma City. I've never been to Oklahoma. So I've been like, yo, you know, my birthday trip, I want to go down there. But if they could get to Vegas during this tournament, I'll take it. That'll be one in itself that, you know, kind of wrap one up. I did see Dame and Russ go at it when Russ was on OKC out in Portland, but it nothing like going to my second home in Vegas and seeing this pop off. So, Adam Silver, you got a little gem so far. Hopefully it's successful and it looks good for the NBA, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, he's a big soccer guy, and he kind of took this idea from the premise of, like, like the World Cup kind of thing and how that format is taking place. So, um, Michael, I, you know, t- talk to me about what you think about the whole in-season tournament, um, the schedule, the format. What group do you think is, is uh, probably the best? I mean, you could talk about Group D 
that has um, the Grizzlies, uh, the Suns, the Lakers, the Jazz, the Blazers. I mean, the top three are pretty good, and then the Jazz and the Blazers. You know, you know, we'll see what we get from those two. The Jazz should be slightly better. Uh, they had a surprising year last year. But uh, talk to me about Group D and talk to me about the in-season tournament. What do you think about it, the format, all that good stuff? Well, so I think the concept behind it was that Phil was looking around. He sees how, like, European soccer leagues and other soccer leagues play for multiple, like, cups and have different tournaments mm-hmm. throughout the regular season. So, I mean, the the whole reason behind it, we'll see what it does, but the reason behind it was to generate, try to generate some interest in the NBA at the beginning of the season. It's not uncommon for us to watch the first couple of games showing during the weeknight because, we, you know, we just haven't seen NBA in a while. We want to see what our teams look like. But then to be quite honest with, like, baseball postseason finishing up right as the season starts with as much as we got going on with football and then family and holidays, sometimes the NBA kind of gets neglected until Christmas, right? Like mm-hmm. you get Christmas day for the NBA. So you watch those games and then maybe, you know, once college football is over and then once the NFL finally wraps up, then people really start tuning in more unless you're basketball guys like we are that really just love the sport. You know, we, we follow early in the season, but the idea is to try to get the average fan more involved. And I'm not sure uh, this is going to do it. I know that every game except for the semifinals and finals, I think, count in the, uh, as far as regular season games. So, right. I mean, that makes sense. You were going to play those teams anyway. Right. And I like that it's just not division. So, you were going to play them anyway. So, I mean, to me, until you get to those semifinals and finals and play for prize money, it's really not any different than a regular season ball game other than standings are being counted for that tournament, right? So at the end of the day, to me, you you still want to win your regular season games. Maybe you play it a little bit differently. But listen, even though these guys make good money, uh, ain't nobody going to complain about an extra half million dollars in their pocket. And if they do, like, I'm happy to, like, uh, you know, I'm happy to relieve them of it if, if that's, you know, a problem. Uh, but, I mean, so I, I don't – 82 games, as long as the regular season is, I don't see anything wrong with trying it and see what happens um, and see kind of how it's received. Uh, At first, when I saw that it wasn't going to be part of the regular season standings, I had to keep digging a little bit more and find out it was just those last two games because I was like, that kind of seems they already got a lot of games, right? So um, as far as the group, like, okay, you knew you were at least going to have one team in your division, uh, maybe two. I'm glad they just didn't do it by division because you're already going to play those teams more than anybody else anyway, right? So uh, I'm glad they didn't do it that way. I almost wish, I almost wish we had done a, like a random draw where you got teams from all over the league. If you're doing home and away, you kind of travel and play Eastern and Western Conference games anyway. So I'm going to switch it in more random draws. But uh, you know, hey, I, I think it's. Uh, I think it'll be a fun matchup. I think it'll be interesting to see uh, how it's attended in Vegas and how it's received. But to be honest with you, until you get to those last few games in Vegas, uh, I I just don't know that the other games are going to have any more feeling than that of a regular season ball game, to be honest with you, other than maybe a little extra line showing, like, where they stand in the tournament. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I hate it. I think it's stupid. I I think in season the in season tournament's stupid. Um, but I I think it's going to generate the revenue and the interest that they want. I think we're going to watch it just like you said, Mike, because we're basketball fans and we love this sport anyway. Um, on the surface, I hate it. I think it's a dumb idea. But I think you have, it's more not for us as fans to be interested. It's for these lazy players to start playing and having some, some you know, some pride in playing 82 games and, you know, that, you know, load management and sitting out games, don't play back-to-backs and all that kind of stuff. Like, we're over it. Like, I pay money. Like, what if TP went to Oklahoma City on his birthday to see the Thunder and then SGA, or, you know, didn't play? You know what I mean? Like, that's like, you get chipped. You know what I mean? If I pay all this money to go to the Garden to see my favorite player play or to see Jalen Brunson play or something, he, ah, I'm not going to play tonight, load management. Like, we're t- you know, fans are tired of that. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't grow up in that era where guys didn't play. Like, Jordan played 82 games. Kobe, you had to drag him off the floor. He played with one arm. played left-handed because he wanted to play. You know what I mean? These guys, they, oh, uh, I just, my knee's a little sore. I'm not going to play tonight. Like, so I think this tournament is a way to get these guys to play. So I think, you know, to sell the sport, to get interest on, like, I guess they'll probably be – be on different networks, probably like TNT and, and, and ESPN and what have you. It's good for them. It's going to be a way to get some interest and, and all that stuff. But um, on the surface, like an in-season tournament idea, but it's going to work. It's because we're we're fans. We we want to consume the product, and it's it's going to be great. Like, it, but Mike, which 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 uh which group, Mike, do you think uh is probably the from top to bottom is probably the, the toughest one, the toughest group. I agree with you. Maybe uh, maybe that group F. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's kind of tough to say because I want to see what some of these guys look like coming out. We have an idea, but, uh, you know, you, you've got so many people, so many moving pieces that it's going to be interesting to see. Because, I mean, you think about it, like, people uh, thought Utah was going to be terrible last year. And right. for the – for the majority of the year, they were right there in the playoff picture. They kind of faded late. They were young, but this team showed a lot of heart and a lot of energy. And so, I mean, really early season, you kind of got that early season optimism and whatever else. Like, I think that any of these groups could end up being tougher than we think. And don't be surprised if there's a team that makes the quarterfinals or semifinals of this tournament that doesn't necessarily make the playoffs. Right. Right. I, you know, it's it's all so early in the season. You know, you could get hot early or some guys might just, you know, new situations might be trying to gel. And, you know, we all know what's going on in like certain places like Philly and Portland. You know, we'll see what's going on. But I got Sirius in the building. I want to bring him in out of the 703 and all area codes in between the, the ludicrous of, of Sports City because he's got area codes. Uh, what's up, Sirius? What's going on, gentlemen? How are we doing this evening? Good, good, good. Talking all things uh, NBA uh, in-season tournament that was uh, unveiled today, the format and the teams, the groupings and all that stuff, the schedule and the payouts are pretty interesting too. Half a mil. I mean, I know that's chump change for like LeBron, but for somebody, you know, that's that's a pretty good bonus check, right? So um, not a bad incentive. Talk to me, 
totally serious. What do you think about the in-season tournament, the groupings, your team, um, the, the Rockets, in a tough group, uh, Group E, you got the Nuggets, defending champs, the Clippers, you know, well, the Clippers will be tough if guys were healthy. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Pelicans and the Mavericks. Right, right. You know, honestly, gentlemen, it's not often I agree with villains, but I actually am, am double-clicking on that. I think it's retarded. I think that this whole situation is a situation where you were trying to copy and paste something from another league. What's going on, in my honest opinion, is Adam Silver is looking around and seeing what's going on in baseball with, like, the sort of dreams type stuff and these big tournaments and these big, you know, lavish locations. Uh, hockey does the the Winter Classic, you know, in, in January where you play outside and you do all this sort of stuff. And so you're trying to capitalize on something that's working from another league. And but the problem that I have with this is that with the, the basketball, I'm not too sure how you're going to pull this off. Because God forbid in that championship game that doesn't count against, you know, the regular season win-loss record, you got, you know, a, a marquee player go down and get hurt and F up the rest of the team's record uh, season that does count because, you know, you want to try to, you know, copy and paste something from a different league. Like, at the end of the day, I understand what he's trying to get accomplished. You know, you want to drum up more eyes on your sport early on in the year. You want to, like Barry alluded to, you want to, you know, do away with load management and things of that nature. we got to go back to the drawing board, in my opinion, because I think the way it's currently unveiled is an accident waiting to happen. I honestly believe this is an accident waiting to happen. Like, you got all these different, you know, conferences and groupings and I mean, yeah, on a surface, it's cool. You got Sacramento, Golden State, Minnesota, OKC, San Antonio playing in this type of, you know, thing and, you know, the schedule. And, again, the the championship is in Vegas and whatever case may be. Cool. It makes sense from that perspective, but in the long term, it's crazy. Here's what I would have done, okay? And, again, y'all can disagree with me if you want. If you want to drum up more eyes on your sport, you take the G League affiliate or the D League, puts them together in a tournament. All each team has a G League affiliate. You put them together <laughs> in a tournament like you do for summer league, and you let them guys run, and you let them you know get their name out there, and you know what I'm saying, and you, you, you do it like that because ain't nobody paying these guys no mind. No, ain't nobody doing, ain't nobody doing nothing. You take a week or two off. Uh, in the middle of the in the middle of the year for All Star break anyway, you run the tournament during that whole week, and whomever comes out, you know, gets you know, pay whatever you want to get paid. You don't put your stars in a situation where they can risk injury for nothing to be gained, you know, record wise, because you want to again follow suit. Right? I, again, I, I don't like it. Again, I'm going to watch it because I'm addicted to the game, but at the end of the day, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. No, I just I, I just don't like it. I, I don't like the idea of it, but, um, you know, it, it it's going to work. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's going to work. 
we're going to watch and we're going to talk about it. It's going to be like, oh, who's playing who, blah, 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 who's moving on? Because it's sports is a drug. It's addicting. And, you know, if there's any type of interest in it or there's any type of incentive to watch it like this, it's you're going to get interested. And you're going to have people talking about it. So, TB, I mean, anything to add on the in-season tournament? City, I'm in my listen. I said I wasn't gonna curse no more, but I am. I'm in my movie mode, man. I feel like I'm a wax, man. Both of y'all shut the fuck up, and both of y'all sound like little. Bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm not having that. Both of y'all, y'all sound crazy. Both, of, and then this dude, Blue. All I told you to do was spin records. You, who you think you is? DJ Clue, Kid Capri, huh? That, that's who you think you is, man. That's who you think you is. Blue, if I read I said what I said, sir. I said. It's going to be trouble. Said, trouble. <laughs> now, get away from here before you get swole. Get away from here before you get swole. Now, here go the crazy all, part now. All Look, I'm going to say Hold, is, hold on. Hold on. I didn't break you up. I didn't break you up. No, 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 no. He asked me. He asked me. Stay in your lane. In your lane. Back, back, back. Back, back. Now, here go the crazy part, right? Both of these dudes' teams are struggling. They know they probably don't got no shot to get there. Plus, if we look at all of the leagues across all of the major sports, I'm I'm going to make them mad at me. Yeah, I am, because nobody likes me, and that's okay, because I don't like y'all anyway. So, football, look at the NFL. If we look at every one of these major sports across the board that they try to improve, all of them are taking a hit. Basketball can do no wrong right now. Even with this tournament, they're still playing ball. You're not taking anything away from them other than what Sirius may have said is because of injury. But you can't predict injury in no sport. You can't, that's that's going to happen. Like, if, if somebody rolled an ankle or whatever happens in a game, jam finger, or whatever, and I don't wish that on nobody. I don't, wish, I don't wish no injury on nobody. I don't want that to look at that like, oh, well, uh, Jabari going to get hurt, so now that ends the Houston Rockets season. The Rockets already chumps already, bro. Like, would you stop this? So everybody else, and, and this is another thing, too, that they probably trying to, quote, unquote, give LeBron something else to look forward to because he damn sure ain't getting another NBA championship. So he could try and get one here through this tournament to at least help lift the league somehow with him on his last couple of years here in the league. That's that's one thing that I'm looking at right now. But if you look at the NFL, if you keep looking at year by year, they take it so much away from the game. You're like, where's the fun at? Like the kickoff situation, they, they're going to – if it don't go right, it goes out to the 25-yard line and – how they reducing hits because they are being safe. I, I give them credit for trying to be safe, but I feel like I am the villain. Like I want to see people get lit up or going across the middle. That's that's I'm from the Ronnie Lott era. I'm from Cuzzle. I'm from Lawrence Taylor era. Like that. I'm used to seeing this. Like they taking that stuff away from football, but you telling them, oh, I want you to run a four three or four two. I want you to be able to tackle and lay people out, but you're telling them not to do it. Like basketball, you don't you have them tell them not to dunk harder. You don't tell them not to have no crossover go crazy, or you can't tell them to not shoot from half court because Dane. Steph, t- Trey, they all shoot from half court. The excitement is in the game now. The NBA is getting and gaining ground on football. On football. Football may be the cash cow out of all of them, but NBA, whatever they do to improve it, especially with a uh, a commissioner that listens to the players. Don't, all of us are football fans here. Which one of y'all love Roger Goodell or respect them? Nobody. Roger Goodell is in the middle of a lawsuit right now. Got to, got to deal with, with um, Gruden and them right now because he got caught up with all of that stuff with Gruden and Snyder and all that other stuff. Football got a question mark around it. Even though we love our team, we got to support it from like afar. You know, we, we were at one point where football had us wearing all black because people wanted to black out football. 
Everybody was blackout basketballs. Even with the, the, the pandemic and the Black Lives Matter, only people that were feeling a certain way about basketball was people that had race issues. That's it. Everybody else that loved the game, loved the game. And I, and I love football in my heart. But in the words of Curtis Blow, basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down this court. That That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, let me let me respond to that. So, I like how TP tried to shift focus. Okay, first and foremost, the Rockets, the Knicks, whatever the case may be, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. Okay, at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a clip this because God forbid, Shay or somebody on his team is in that tournament and they get themselves hurt for a record that doesn't count. I said that at the end of my whole speech. Like, if, if, if you're in Vegas playing a tournament game that doesn't count to your team's win-loss record, it's for not. At the end of the day, your job is to win a championship for your team, period. If you want to shut me up, you know, Adam Silver, about this whole song and dance, make that count. Make those two games count towards the win-loss record. And then you have you have somewhat my attention, but you decided to not make those two games count for your win-loss record, and then you want NBA players to go out there and play to win a cash prize? Cool. It's Chuck Chains of these clowns. I'd be shocked if they even play. If LeBron James and the Lakers next to the final, I'd be shocked if AD and LeBron even play. Because it's irrelevant for them. It's big picture for them. Adam Silver is so, 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 so hell-bent on trying to copy and paste what Manfred is doing and what hockey's doing that you're trying to drag your stars through hell to get there. There's an easier way to do this. There's an easier way to get eyes on the sport. There's an easier way to generate generate revenue. You don't drag your stars through hell for records that don't matter to do it, though. Why why do you think NBA players don't play preseason? Why why, why, why don't you think LeBron plays, you know, two minutes in the preseason and then he checks out until the regular season? This shit don't matter. And until it does, you miss him with that whole, well, you know, I need, I need money here, I need money here, and, you know, it's in Vegas there, and it's in Vegas there. Nobody gives a damn about that. It doesn't matter. I mean, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? Are you done? Hang on, TP, my brother. Hang on, hang on, bro. I mean, I think the pot isn't enough to incentivize these players because of the, the pay scale that you know, the salaries that keep going up. So you're talking about what, how much did AD opt in for, Mike? Like o- over 50-something million per season. I think it was three years. Um, yeah, it's crazy. 180-something yeah, like, like that. It's like, 63 million, it's like $63 million a year or something. Yeah. So for guys like him, it's, you know, it's like loose change. You know what I mean? Like, oh, half a million. Yeah, just put it in the corner. I'll get to it later. Like, they don't that's care, right? But that's for, $20 it's a like, guy. That's $20 a day. Yeah, it's, like, it's nothing to him, right? So I think the incentive 
to get them to play with the winning prize is, is not there. But I feel like there's a memo that went to these teams that these that we don't know about that said, hey, don't mess this up. Y'all better play. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't, I don't want no foolish out of you. You hear? You know what I mean? Like, y'all better come and play. So I, I think that's going to be the incentive for them to play. Like, you ain't got a choice. You better come out here and play. And you, you're, you're going to act like you give a damn. Like, don't don't mess this up. For, don't mess the money up. TP, go ahead, bro. It's like um, y'all really think that they'll really sit out like that. And that's cool. I, I get it. Like, they could try to pull that uh, low management stuff if they want to. But this also gives, like, young teams like my team itself. Like, let's just look at the Thunder. I'll speak for my end. Or the Dallas Mavericks. That's another one. The young teams that haven't gotten to a postseason run or deep to a postseason run to give them that audacity if they do get to April and have that run in them. Like, we've been here before. We know what it could take. We could be a, 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 a underdog and take out a big dog. Like, give them something to look forward to instead of, being that eighth seed, going up against a one seed and don't really have a favorable effect other than Miami pulling it off or back in the day when the Knicks knocked off Miami back in the day. Like, like you, you get those one once in a while 8-1 occurrences. Now you see Miami do it. It's like, well, this can happen because there's so much parity across the board in the league. Like, this gives us something to look forward to while in the season. And, um, yeah, I, I get it that. Your team may struggle, but what if Houston start going crazy? What if Houston does make it to the finals? And I actually gave you credit on the injury situation. Injuries can happen in every sport. Forget if it didn't count. If it does count and it's a game that's regular season in the middle of December, LeBron can get hurt. We've seen LeBron get hurt and sit out for weeks. Remember that that happened, and they had to go on a run. They, this can happen. It's sports, bro. Injuries are a part of a game. I know you heard that slogan before. So you can sit all there with that poo-poo and that raggedy head face talking all that crap and rah, rah, rah all you want. The NBA is trying to do something to improve the game. What you want them to do is keep playing 82 games and keep watching these dudes low manage and keep watching Paul George sit out for 42 games and keep watching Kawhi Leonard sit out for 64 games. Like, come on. They, they got to go out there and ball, man. People, just like Barry said, people going out there to go spend money, they hard-earned money to go out there and play. At least give them something, and let alone in Vegas. A cash cow city in America where it's unlimited spending, where Sirius came out there with me and seen how cuckoo that city go. Like, stop, enough is enough. And that's the championship of that situation. That ain't even every game, but it is something that's doing, that's something Adam Silver's bringing new to the game. What could he have done? If you had an idea, then go address it to the people of Chicago, New Jersey, and make it happen and make a couple hundred thousand dollars. If you call it a chump change for them, well, why don't you go get the chump change if you got some ideas? Otherwise, then you sit tight, sit back, and, and re- enjoy the ride. That's all I can say. And from from top to bottom, the NBA got good parity across the board. Like, what team in the NBA really stinks that don't really got a shot in the tournament? Who? What? Orlando? And Orlando's getting better now? Who? The the Rockets? The Rockets are starting to stack up now, depending on – and. God knows if um, James Harden come there and try to mix that up, but they still got guns there at the end of the day. So, like, everybody got a legit shot to watch these young talents go out there and make something happen up against these big dogs. And if you think LeBron wouldn't try to put another chink in his armor to try and get a championship and be like, well, I got a mid-chip, uh, mid-season championship and I'm the GOAT now. And, he, you know, he's already trying to claim himself as the GOAT. Like, picture him trying to get this one right now. Like, bro, you got to think of so many other narratives that go across the board in this situation for you to have your hidden personal agenda at the end of the day. This is helping the NBA, whether you like it or not. 
I'm going to stay on the side of not liking it until I get shown otherwise because in my honest opinion, yeah, we can keep it pushing. TP and I can go back and forth for the rest of the day on the show because that's how we're cut. But honestly, I'm going to stay on the side of not because at the end of the day, I think this is just ridiculous. You know, they, there needs to be an easier way of, of not dragging, you know, your star through this. And again, to, to, to your point, TP, Paul George is a goddamn ball. You know, um, Kawhi Leonard needs to get out there and ball and do, do different things. I mean, these guys have been the poster children for load management ever since that thing came into existence. So I, I understand on, on its face what, what Silver and the league is trying to get accomplished. I just think the execution behind this particular tournament is not going to work well because at the end of the day, you're putting, you're putting your players in harm's way, period. Okay, well, I, we I don't know. I, I, we might have, I don't Did know, but if, if so, I just know that this, sit back and relax and enjoy the ride at the end of the day. I, I don't think that this is hard way. The, the crazy part is, is injuries are a part of the game. Like, that, that's any game that they play. That's any practice that they're in. That's any scrimmage. That's any preseason. That's going to happen in sports. Like, if somebody jump up for a rebound or somebody underneath them, you know that's like, Red flag for somebody to roll an ankle. They got a rule. They got a rule for Jalen Rose rule. Jalen Rose putting his foot under people while people are taking jump shots. That happens in a regular season game. That ain't just a, a tournament. Like what? Like no. I mean, the only, that, that, the only thing that you're, you're causing effect to look at the bad situation is because somebody could get injured. That they they taking that risk regardless. But, they do that in practice. People get injured. That, that's not my game. point though. But, you gotta be able to you gotta be able to minimize that exposure though. Like if this if this happens in the practice, it happens. If this happens in a regular season game, it happens. This is a preseason, you know, fun tournament type of situation where you want to minimize the risk of that happening. Like the more the, the more times you lace up your shoes to go out there and play, the more you put yourself at risk to being hurt. For for and and and, and so again, you have to be able to minimize that. Like. God forbid something happens and, you know, Chet gets hurt again. Like, the boy's already fragile, you know what I'm saying? He's a beanpole sort of, you know, 100 pounds. Like, God forbid, he, you know, he, he gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? But his, yeah, but oh, you, oh, oh, you oh, can't oh. hurt, you can't hurt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'll, I'll take it like Ivan Drago. Like, if he dies, he dies. You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about? Like, you're going to get hurt regardless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, that's like, cool. like, like you, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, what are you sports. talking about? Like, injuries you're are ridiculous. Injuries. They you are ridiculous saying that. You are ridiculous yeah, saying like, that. That's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Kawhi Leonard rolls out of bed yeah, and he's got, a, he's, got, he's got a risk to get injured. Like, he, he's a walking injury. He's not a walking bucket. He's a walking injury. Like, it's going to happen. It? Like, regardless. Like, he tried to come back so, this year. Me, so he couldn't ask, do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So let me ask you this question, okay? If you have the opportunity to minimize the exposure to somebody getting injured, regardless of whether it's going to happen or not, okay, regardless of whether it's going to happen or not, wouldn't you as an owner, as a league, try to minimize that? That's the boss's mind of saying. That's what they're doing now. That's what they're doing now, dude, with the load management. That's what they're doing with the load management. Correct. It's ridiculous. Oh, my but it's not 
Participants get fifty thousand. So, like the winners right. of all six groups in the wild card. So those eight, everybody gets some prize money. But the interesting thing to me is, it says that for the teams that do not make the final eight, there will be some regular season games added to their schedule during that time period. Mm-hmm. So it 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 does change things, especially like we saw how close. Some of the, and so I, I agree that, that I just don't know how you balance it, okay? And so what I'm saying is I wish there was a way for the semifinals and the finals to count. But what I am saying is you also look – look at the standings this past year. Keithy, how many times did you and I talk about on Sunday morning the fact that at one point 4 through 13 in the Western Conference was separated by what – three or four games or something stupid, like they were all packed in that close. And so at the end of the day, I think when people play the same schedule and the same opponents, it it adds a degree of, uh, I don't want to say fairness to it, but yeah, to a point, yeah. Because so if, if you're going, say, let's say Oklahoma City makes it to the quarters and wins, so then they're playing two games against, let's say, Denver and Milwaukee in the semifinals and finals. And then the Lakers, let's say that um, Anthony Davis sneezed too hard while the fan hit him or something, and so he fell over and, like, missed a few games because of an injury. But then while the Oklahoma City Thunder are playing – Oh, like I said, what, Milwaukee? And who was the other team? I said Denver. They're adding Mm -hmm. extra regular season games to the Lakers, and no disrespect series, but they get, say, Houston and Utah. And then at the end of the year, Oklahoma City and the Lakers are separated by one game in the standings. Uh, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't. I don't necessarily see the the fairness there. I don't necessarily how. The, I, I don't know how you balance that out. That that's what I'm saying. Normally, you play the same number of teams. You pretty much play the same opponents. So, I, I, I guess their thought is once you get to that high stakes game, if you don't win that game, they don't want it to hurt you in the regular season standings once you've made it that far. So, I I guess I see where it's coming from, but I'm just looking at both sides of it and saying I, I don't know quite how you balance it out. What do you think? What do you think, Sarah? You know, honestly, at the end of the day, I mean, I I, I hear where Harvey's coming from. Um, and again, a, a lot of my frustration with it kind of, you know, has a little bit of what he what he feels kind of laced into it, so to speak. Um, there's a lot more questions than I have answers. Um, you know, again, at the end of the day, I. I 
I'm gonna watch it because again, it's basketball. You know, I I I I, I love the game so damn much. Um, I just again, I I I keep saying this, and I don't want to sound like a broken record. I really feel as though we have to find a way to do this better, um, and not literally drag you know stars through this because again, I just I just I just I, just, I see more damage. I see more bad than good. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, understand what you're saying, Bill, and you want to you want you you want you want to eliminate load management because you know little Johnny wants to go see John Morant play, but he's taking a day off because you know the pinky toe hurts. It, it sucks. I I get it. You know, this is a whole different era. You know what I'm saying? We, we, right. we grew up in an era like you alluded to where Kobe Bryant played with a with, with with one arm, and you know you had to drag Michael Jordan off the floor. And I mean, that's the era we grew up in. We're sitting here in 2023 right. trying to, you know, make, you know, today's stars play like yesterday's stars, and, and the, the two don't mesh. You know what I'm saying? So, it is what it is. We can, we can move on. We've been on this for a while. We can move on. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'll just finish it with this. Like, I, I get what you're saying with the stars possibly being at risk, but I don't care. That's your job. <laughs> That's what you get paid to do. I, I really don't I, I don't feel bad. Like it's it's a bummer when it happens, but th- that's your job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about here? Um, you get a, you get plenty of vacation time. You get time off. Um, I don't care. Um, listen, let's stick with NBA real quick. Um, I got I, I got to talk about uh, James Harden and the Philadelphia Seven Sixers. It's getting ugly. And it's only going to get worse. Uh, he came out a couple days ago during uh, an Adidas media, media event in China and said, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. And he doubled down, and he said, let me, you know, say that again, uh, you know, that he's a liar, blah, blah, blah. Listen, and, and you know, he said it knowing it was going to go viral. It did. Um, that was as uh, trade talks um, for the, six, the Sixers, didn't really materialize, especially with the, his desired location, the, the Clippers. Uh, so they ended trade talks and said, you know, they plan to open the season with Harden as a 76er. Um, you know, it, it's it's going to get – it's a toxic situation, and it's only probably going to get worse as it goes on. Um, TP Timeless, um, talk to me about James Harden and his latest comments and, you know, just the whole situation in general – James Harden requesting a trade again. It's it's been it's it's a broken record as, as the days are long. Uh, taxes, death taxes, and James Harden wanted a trade. Um, I started a show like this, and I've been continuing on through the show like this. And I think August is James Harden's birthday month too. And all with mm. that said, nobody likes him, and that's. Okay, because they don't hey. like They don't like okay. him anyway. So, so the wild part about it is, um, either way this go down, if Philly's, like, stuck to their guns, because they did this with Simmons, even though Harden has, I think, a little more leverage, because this is just one year anyway, that they got to, yeah. you know, figure out what they're going to do with 36 That's $36 million. Like, they got to figure that out one way or another. But do they keep him? Like the the Sixers could play this like Mike, I, you you my brother Mike, so I'm gonna just do it and no no bad feelings, but like you got wealthy Caucasian Americans that look at us that got talent like yeah you got talent but we pay you to do this like I can blackball you 
and talk to every one of the people that's my kind and make it hard for you, like a guy like Carmelo Anthony. And, Barry, you know I don't really care for Carmelo like that. But you mean to tell me Carmelo's a top 75 player and he didn't get to play for a season and change just because? And you want to play that game too? And you near the same stint in your career as Carmelo was? You want to play with these rich white people? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? So I get it. Like, both of them have leverage. Like, Daryl Morey and the higher-ups in Philly can play this game and be like, listen, I know we don't want to lose that type of money, but we can. And we could let him sit there and get fat and look bad in the NBA eyes, especially all of the fans that he has. And if he were to sit out, he sits out, and that's how he looks. He's going to look like Ben Simmons 2.0 in Philadelphia. And then we look at the other side of the situation. That process is like in the middle of the river or somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean or hanging off of the side of the Benjamin Franklin Bridge in Pennsylvania. Like, if you've been to Philly, you would know what I'm talking about. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's that's the way this looks right now on both sides of the spectrum. So they both kind of have leverage. I just know that Dal Morey's executive career is going to go way longer than James Harden's career is as a player. And then he's going to have to figure out that he is severely going to be ring chasing, like, in the next couple of months, like forget like years, like it's like, wait, you want to get a championship. You have all these accolades. You're a top 75 player. You probably one of the top 10 shooting guards or combo guards of all times. You want to look at it like that. And everybody has their question marks about you and your career. And you helped it. You helped it. Like you got mad and wanted to leave the Rockets. And I still remember the game. I talked about it the other night when he threw the ball off the backboard for Anthony Davis to come eat that. He smacked it off the glass that next day. They was getting rid of him, sending him to Brooklyn. I still remember that. And now you're making a stink to leave Philly. If Philly don't do that, then what? You, you're going to look bad at the end of the day. I could care less how much money you got. They got money for hours, too. They can count dollar for dollar with you. Um, and I don't – I don't. and you think Philly going to send you to the Clippers now? Do you really think that they're going to be like, hmm, Give us whoever you want. Um, who we'll take Russell, and you know we want to try to probably play with Russ again. Like we'll take. No, they're not gonna do that. They're gonna send you to Alaska's polar bears, bro. You're not gonna play no good basketball nowhere if it's up to them. I'm not appeasing you the way that you made us look. Even though it is just Daryl Morey, he might he may be good with everybody else in the organization, but we are attached to him at the end of the day. James Harden looks bad right now. And every news network across the board are killing him. And I know you could care less about what the media says, but your public perception looks horrible for the last, geez, I really want to say since 2012, but, it, I mean, you did damage in Houston. But as of you leave, leaving Houston and going to Brooklyn and not fulfilling that situation there and then getting to Philadelphia and you and MB didn't look good because both of you guys, had your chinks in your armor, you have a lot of questions to answer. And don't think it's just going to be you uh, trying to jump to a power team to kind of hide from that. No, you're going to have to deal with that and, and um, look the lion in the face at the end of the day. That, that's all I really got to say. James Harden, you you were part of the cool crew to me, but as of the past three to four years, I, you lost it. And, and I, I'm, I'm like done, even though you're an amazing player, but I'm, it's, it's disgusting now. You you got a hidden agenda, and I don't know what it is. It's worse than Kyrie's. That money, money, yeah, yeah. That money, money, yeah, yeah. That's all he's. That's that's what it's about. Cause it ain't about winning. You got the MVP. You can sit here and play with, and you you want you want to leave. You're already 
out of there. You forced Doc Rivers out of there to get Nick Nurse. So how about Nick Nurse? Like, he's coming into a new situation. He's got to deal with this. You you force everybody out. And you opted in so you could get traded, and you demand to get traded somewhere, and that's not good. Like, uh, Michael, Mr. Harvey, please let me know your two cents on this before I go. Or I, I'm going to come to you last, Sirius, because I know Sirius is going to Sirius is going to shut the show down. I already know it. Sirius is going to shut the show <laughs> so, down. So, Mike, you go first. You, you let Mike get get his get his two cents in, and then we'll we'll go. <laughs> we'll go to Sirius. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to give you a penny and a half. So, TT uh, okay. mentioned. Uh, TP mentioned Carmelo Anthony earlier and kind of how he was sort of uh, ostracized for a period of time. And Carmelo was never really – he never had issues in the locker room or really ever forced his way out of anywhere or anything like that. I mean, he did get traded a couple of times, but Carmelo was uh, – you never really heard a lot of, a lot about him. The the thing mm-hmm. about Harden that just rubs me – that kind of rubs me the wrong way in some of this is uh, how many times he come back not in shape or whatever else, and then finally he decides, okay, now I'm going to get in shape. And it's like, oh, you were being paid millions for this for a, a, a while. So, I mean, listen, the guy, obviously when he is right, has been a special talent to step back threes and all these other things. Uh, at times it's kind of faded uh, in the postseason when things become clutch. I mean, uh, this is a guy who has, in a lot of ways, the, about the only move that I think was really uh, not really a, his had anything to do with him was the move out of Oklahoma City, uh, and that was the Thunder deciding to uh, prioritize Serge Ibaka over him uh, in some ways. But you know, he goes to Brooklyn. He's got everything there. Kind of pushes his way out of there. Then goes to New York. Uh, goes to Philly. This is where he said he wanted to be. Like you said, had the but had the league MVP there. At the end of the day, like keep pushing your way out of places, man. And uh, especially looking at the kind of money you want, there are going to be some teams that don't really want to bother with you. And I feel like at, at you know nobody can tell me. I mean, people can tell me I'm wrong. And if somebody's got really insider information to tell me that, then I will definitely listen. But I think that part of the reason why, and I could be wrong, but I think part of the reason why Philly came out and said we're shutting down these trade talks and we're going to plan to have him with us is because any even behind-the-scenes explorations or uh, questions about, uh, you know, what can a hardened trade look like or what can we get back, they weren't happy with any of the returns. We talked about before, where is he going to be a fit? But I'm just not sure they were happy with any of the returns that they could have gotten for him. And they thought they would have been giving him away for pennies on the dollar. So they come out and say they're not gonna, they're they're not gonna trade him now. And now he says he doesn't want to be a part of any organization that this man's a part of. Um, so I mean, it, it's definitely something worth watching. I personally feel like over the last couple of years, uh, on this show and on a lot of our other shows, we've given uh, James Harden a lot of time and a lot of airspace. And quite honestly a very small percentage of it has been about his play on the basketball court. And I, I, I don't really like to, uh, I, I don't really like to see that. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it, it's definitely interesting because you come in at a standstill and it's kind of like TP said, like 
Um, listen, there's there's rich and there's generational wealth, and the the people that you are are, are trying to man, manipulate or, or force their hands uh, are people in a completely different tax bracket. So, uh, you know, play that game if you want to, but all I'm saying is uh, you better be really careful before you move that chess piece on that board. You better think five, six moves ahead, and you better hope you're thinking one more move ahead of where those rich white folks are thinking, because otherwise you're gonna be caught up in a corner and you're gonna get checkmated. Yeah, I mean, I you're right. Like we talk about James Harden, it's very rarely about what he's done on the court. Maybe one or two games in the playoffs, but this guy is not dependable. He's not reliable. Uh, he doesn't come up big when you need him, but he 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 wants to come up big when he sits at the negotiating table looking for a contract or, you know, demanding to get traded. Um, you know, when you're out here making Kyrie uh, look like an angel, um, <laughs> you got problems, brother. And I hate I hate bringing Kyrie's name into it, but like you know, Kyrie ever since he got traded to Dallas has been a model citizen. He's done everything pretty much right in Dallas, and and, and now look like the tables have turned, darkness. You know, do with him what you like. You know, what I mean? it's like it's ridiculous with this guy. Um, serious, I'm gonna let you go. I know you got a lot to say. I know you're gonna get pretty. Listen, the, the thoughts and views uh, expressed. By Aaron Simmons, uh, aka Sirius, is not reflective of CityChef.com, Block Talk Radio, or our sponsors um, in no way, shape, or form. Uh, with that being said, <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> I shoot from the hip, I pull no punches, and I definitely spare no feelings. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yo, exactly. here's the thing, here's, here's the thing, gentlemen. I, I I I had some time to think, and I really wanted to try to phrase this in a way that doesn't um, get us canceled. But what in the world do you expect? You feel me? Like this is the same guy that forced his way out of the last two stops he's been. Um. And this is the M.O. and the tactic that he used. Keep in mind, when he forces out of Houston, he did the same thing. He showed up out of shape. He dragged ownership, and he dragged everybody he could potentially drag. Forced his way to Brooklyn. He didn't like where he was at in Brooklyn. He forced, and he was a part of the situation that forced the coach to get fired and Steve Nash. Um, and he dragged that organization the way he needed to drag them, and now he's doing the same thing again. You know what I'm saying? There's a saying that, 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 that goes on that, that, that I hear that says, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Kyrie Irving and, and James Harden and, and, those, and those alike have a pattern and a history, and it, it seems to be working. Funny thing about this, I'm not even shocked that James Harden is behaving this way. I'm shocked it took this long. When he when, when he forced his way out of Houston, I came on this very network and I went off. You feel me? I called him everything but a child of God because I was that angry. And then I sat myself down and actually did some digging on it and understood. You know, hey, maybe this is a business. I, so I gave him the benefit of the doubt, and, you know, I, I came back and, 
and made amends and this, that, and the third. Then he did the same thing in Brooklyn. And then I was like, hold on a second. Yeah, this, this, is the type, this is the type of situation that he's in. It doesn't matter where he goes. It doesn't matter where he goes. If he wants to get himself to L.A. to go to the Clippers, great. Go to L.A., destroy that franchise. Everywhere he's been, he's left a, 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 a trail of mess in its wake. Houston is just now getting themselves back to, 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 to being some type of relevant since he left. Brooklyn, they have nothing in the they, – they, they, I mean, they have nothing now. The bench was depleted to send him to Philly. Philadelphia, Joel Embiid is sitting there like, yo, what, what's going on? If I'm Doc Rivers, I'm sitting there in the ESPN like, yo, I, I should have told y'all damn much about him. There is nothing, nothing about James Harden that is marketable outside of his beard. He, he doesn't show up at clutch time. He, he, he has nothing. Now, again, I'm understanding that this whole situation is about contract and money, and evidently what I'm hearing is that, you know, he and Daryl Morey had a had an off-the-book, off-the-record understanding that if he took less money last year that he would make up for it you know, this year, and obviously Daryl Moore and the, and the Philadelphia 76 are not going down that road, so hence the reason why he decided to call him out to kind of force the situation. But ultimately, this should not come as a shock to anybody. Right. Um, and, to, and, and to the good folks of the L.A. Clippers, um, listen to me, listen to me well. Do not get in bed with this brother. <laughs> do not do business with him. Do not do do, do 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 not leave this man alone because what he's gonna do, he's gonna show up and he's gonna be a model citizen for a year. He's gonna say all the right things, he's gonna buy into the city, he's gonna, you know, give back to the community, he's gonna do all of the things. And then when it comes time to make a decision, if you make a decision that he does not like, the antics start. TP, TP didn't see this part of James Harden when he was OKC because he loved being trade and he was young. I right. seen him in Houston, you know. We 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 seen it in Brooklyn. We're watching it now in Philly. Wherever he goes, this this, this is the pattern. So again, I, I I said a lot, but I I I, I kept the expletives down and and and, and I was a good and I was a good preacher's kid today when it comes to James Harden. But rest assured. I don't want him anywhere near Houston. I don't want him anywhere near Absolutely. Houston. People look at me and say, Aaron, people look at me and say, yo, Aaron, why? Because I can't, I, I can't forgive how he left. And I know his pattern. I got a young squad. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a couple of years before we, you know, challenging Western College. I got a young squad. I don't want that nonsense rubbing off on my, my, my team. City. Do you know how long I've been around? Do you know how long I've been around Aaron Sirius Simmons? Do you know how long I've been around him? I've been around him since he was up here begging for me to get him off of my team, and then he, when he went to Houston, this dude threw a parade here in Sports City when he went to Houston. Now to hear him totally crap on him, this, this, I don't even know what to do, Sports City. This is just beyond me to hear, like, the before and after. This is like the before and after picture right now. I, I don't know what happened. But 
430, this, this is how long I've been around Aaron Sirius Simmons, just to watch the tide turn. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Miss me with that one. In the words of Aaron Sirius Simmons, miss me with that one. Miss me with that one. I'll put it to you like this. You know, I'll put it to you like this, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll put it to you like this, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys run. Um, mm-hmm. This guy... This guy's a cancer to any organization. He he's literally a cancer to any organization he's been a part of. And I I pray and I hope that whomever um, is advising him, I pray and I hope to whomever is speaking to him, um, that they get to him. Um, because again, I I I think the man can still play basketball. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think he's a, 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 de- a decent player. But you don't do people, you don't do organizations uh, like this when you don't get your way. This is a glorified temper tantrum. This is, actually, this is a glorified temper tantrum, um, and I can't stand for it. By the way, the Yankees are now under 500, just throwing it out there. Well, uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks for that. Um, yeah, listen, oh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for that update. Thank you. Oh God. Uh, turn yeah. turn oh, his mic off. Listen. Turn his mic off. Listen. Um, so listen. Day. I, I, I can't. I can't really blame Sirius for his sentiments about James Harden because there's nothing that I've seen that would make me think otherwise, right? Um, you know, it's it's really that pattern. It's that history, and he keeps doing it again, but. I, I also know if somebody promises you, listen, like TP, like if I if I promised you a, a, a certain amount of money and then I half stepped on it and gave you less of it, you'd be pretty pissed off too. It's about money, right? It's it's got to be a money thing, you know. Wanting to go to the LA to be with the Clippers, yeah, that's one thing. But I think he's using it as as a tactic. I think it's all about him wanting his bread when he he took less money to come back last year. And now that money's not, you know, being returned with the extension that he wanted. So uh, he opted in to get traded because he wasn't getting the money that he wanted. And now he's like, not now he's not going to get traded at all. So he's totally pissed off. And if it's about money that was promised, yeah, I get you. But this is a guy with a history with a pattern. It's hard to feel bad for a guy like this that has proven that you can't, he can't be trusted, can't be relied upon. Um, it's it, it's it it clearly isn't about being in a good situation in Philly. It's about the money. And now you got Joel Embiid scrubbing his, you know, social media accounts, which is kind of like such a passive aggressive move these days. But this is this is how these young kids, this is this is how they communicate with men. With I'm not happy. I'm taking you off my social media. I don't want. To, I'm not going to be affiliated with you. It's like such a it's a weak baby move, but that's how they talk to you. That's how they let you know that they're not happy. So to it, right? It has to be some type of distrust in 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 lies that are being told by either Maury to to Harden or whatever. So, but I, I agree with you. Like like TP, like you saw Harden when he was younger, that sixth man in in OKC. How have you seen that guy? And then the guy that Harden is right now, like how different, how how like how shocking is it to be from that young kid that came in that was a six man in OKC to to this guy right now that's not happy and and forcing his way out of another team. It's um, 
Kind of like how I look at my little nephew, man. Um, I got a my nephew name is Logan, man, and um, probably one of the sweetest kids ever. You know, like you don't want to steal the joy from him at his age, and he's gonna be five this September. But he lives now. They just moved from down south to New Haven, so it's like. Watching that joy that's in him probably get robbed because he's going to be growing up in a rough city. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same situation that James Harden was in in OKC, like a star out of Arizona State. I knew he was going to be bigger than that when he got to OKC, but for some stupid reason, Scott Brooks wanted to continue to have Tabo Cephalosha start over him, which I get it for only two reasons. He had him starting because of Kobe Bryant. He had nobody to defend Kobe or to defend Tony Parker at the time. But other than that, it's like Harden should have been the starter. You weren't guaranteeing him starting minutes, but you would literally start a game with Cephalosha for like two minutes and then put Harden in for the remainder of the game to close out. And um, watching him evolve into a monster player, which I knew he had because in Arizona State, what he is now is what he was in Arizona State. He was a combo guard that could do anything. He could shoot, distribute, could get to the lane, dunk if he needed to. And this is what Harden brings to the game. But now this dude is getting paid mega bucks now you got a diva on your hands and um it's bad how life can turn your your whole style around and um this is what he's into and the crazy part about this is well see i i know it may not happen but i can see the trade happening already for both of them james harden may end up in portland and dane may end up in philadelphia just to make harden pissed off just to make the numbers match and giving Dame a team to get him out of Portland. You want to leave? We're going to send you somewhere miserable out there with Chauncey Billups. Where I love Chauncey, but Chauncey can't coach. Chauncey cannot coach. And they got a whole bunch of young guns out there with scooting them that definitely have to learn the game. But they got to learn it from whoever's going to be the vet on that team. And who is it going to be Harden that's going to be ready to go in a year? Like, this is bad turmoil at the end of the day. And this is the nature of the beast. In the NBA, I I blame Presty and Brooks for starting Harden's career up like that. They played two, I think two seasons with the Thunder, and then off to Houston, and then he just went crazy in Houston. He got big bucks with Kevin McHale and them, and his relationship with Dal Morey started there, and they were actually cool then. Um, once Morey left Houston, I, I think that's where he kind of got rocked because he's sitting on top of the world in the middle of Texas, and um. It's unfortunate where he is at now. He's going to be approaching 33, 34 this year, this month, I think. And um, I don't think it gets any better. And he's going to be ring chasing, like, tomorrow. So he better figure this out. And um, I'm glad you're looking to play hardball because they're going to play that game right with you. And just like I said before, don't end up looking like Carmelo sitting out for a year and um, probably won't even get your farewell tour that you actually deserve. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't see how anybody would give Harden. Uh, what city would give Harden a farewell tour? Like, which one of his four teams would give him a farewell? You know what I mean? Like, oh man, it's kind of sad state of affairs. Sad state of affairs, and it's not going to get any better anytime soon. It's just going to get ugly. So, um, I'm here for it. It's it's good for it's good for TV. It's good for shows. It's good for for Sports City because it's more, more to talk about. Um, coming up near the end, uh, so, you know, we could talk real quick, uh, NFL, you know, um, Jonathan Taylor, uh, 
was back at camp, wasn't really participating with the, with the injury, but, you know, left again for a personal matter. Uh, so I hope he's all right. Uh, uh, Traylon Burks, uh, receiver, Titans, carted off with a leg injury. I uh, hope, you know, hope it's not serious for him. Uh, I think it's more of a scare than anything, but probably taking some precautions. Uh, you know, and then, you know, on, on the other side, Russell Gage, receiver for the Bucks, season-ending uh, injury, uh, knee injury that he suffered. So, um, unfortunate for him. I think Devontae Adams, he had the leg injury, uh, but he's looking like he's ready to go. So, those are the, the storylines coming out of camp that uh, the last couple of days or so. Uh, we talked about some of the, the stories yesterday. Uh, anything else anybody else wants to throw out there before we get out of here? I know in Detroit, I'm watching it close with uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. He's nursing a high ankle. Uh, they said that it's not that bad, but, it, you know, just to watch your star receiver get hurt, they got to watch it closely. And in the same practice, Jamison and Williams uh, had a hamstring. So both of them got hurt with a leg injury today. But they're saying that St. Brown's isn't as, you know, eye-popping as Jamison. So. But the best thing about Jamison's is, is – uh, Jameson has been struggling in practice and in camp, and if this is an injury that lingers, at least now that he got the suspension, well, now you got a whole bunch of time to heal. So that's the fortunate situation that Detroit does have looking at the receiver situation of both of them being hurt. But um, they they still got a lot of holes to fill on that receiver end because they got receivers that they got rid of due to injury uh, with Tom Kennedy, and, and now they got a bunch of receivers behind them that they want to keep, but they don't know which name to keep you know, I, I guess to, like, store while Jameson gets back, too. So they got to figure these issues out because the injury bug is around uh, in this month of August. Absolutely. I mean, it's always going to hit hard. You know, um, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Pro Bowl cornerback, you know, he's going undergoing foot surgery. You know, it's been a lingering injury for him. So, you know, it's always going to pop up, and it's about how you draft, how you, you set your team up with the depth and all that good stuff. Uh, serious, Mike. Uh, anything you guys want to add? Uh, I know I'm getting old when I saw. No. When I remember when I remember Marlon Humphrey's uh, dad in college, not just in the pros. Uh, that being <laughs> said, uh, yeah, Bobby Humphrey's. I was a kid. I was young, young, young when he was at Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, played he played on the on the Broncos, right? The Broncos. Yeah, I believe he spent some time out there too. I remember. Him. Uh, in the league for a good while, though, Bobby Humphreys. No, nah, I mean, looking at New mm-hmm. Orleans, like, I'm I'm impressed with the uh, relationship that Carr is starting to build with Olave. Uh, I expect him to be the most productive receiver on that team this year. Uh, can Mike Thomas get back into shape? Um, and what can we get out of him this year is an interesting story to watch. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just kind of looking at the, the linebacking core, they, and they've also had some injuries on that line, so – you know, Andrews Pete's been out. Uh, Demario Davis has been missed some time in the uh, in the preseason as well. So getting Jalen Smith back, and it's going to be interesting to see because they're doing joint practices with the Chargers this week. Uh, so that secondary is kind of a strong part of that defense, I think. But you know, can they get generate any kind of pass rush in practice against Justin Herbert? And those guys are going to be really interesting. And on the flip side, how can that offensive line handle Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and those guys? Uh, I think you learn a lot of these, these joint practices, even though we got some crazy incidents like that big fight uh, with um, 
the Commanders and the Ravens that yep, went yep. well for for uh, several minutes. Uh, people trying to pull everybody out of there, and the fight just kind of kept going. I mean, these guys get charged up. It's you know got to be a lot of fun to uh, to hit somebody else instead of just your teammates for a little while. But you know, in training camp, I'm you know tempers flare and, and you know heads grow hot. So uh, it you know it, it's it's good for these teams to have these joint practices though. So. I'm curious to see what all I read coming out of uh, out of Saints practice this week as they travel out west and practice out with the uh, with the Chargers leading into this week's uh, preseason game. But yeah, just looking around the league and stuff, man. Uh, you know, you mentioned Traylon Burks, that really puts a, uh, an even heavier load on DeAndre Hopkins uh, on that team. As Traylon Burks was hoping that they were hoping he was going to take a big step forward and really be able to produce for them this year. So. Um, even, you know, reason number 287, while the Titans will lean on Derrick Henry as much as they can. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see. And the Titans open the year against the Saints. So, uh, and, and Barry, real quick, um, we yeah, are, yeah. as of today, we are 17 days away, my friend, from uh, the most, the biggest college football game of week one. We're coming. We're coming. You gotta see that tomahawk chop, baby. We're coming for you. I actually heard today that they're looking the Florida State. I told you they're looking to leave in 2025. They're 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 looking to they're making their plans. They can't they they missed the deadline to announce it for next season for 23 24. But they're looking uh, to leave the ACC. I don't know where they're gonna go, but they're looking to leave. So we'll see how that develops. Um, yeah. Serious, I, you know, I had a question today, and I want to ask you guys, too. Serious, I'll come to you first. In your fantasy draft, right, for football, who are your top three running backs? Somebody asked me today. I'll tell you who I had as my top three backs. Who are your top three running backs? Top top three, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon. Okay. Mike, who, do you, who are your top three? My top three are Nick Chubb, um, Christian McCaffrey, and you know, I, th- there's a I, I'm kind I kind of go back and forth. Uh, there's a big temptation to take Austin Eckler, but I, I'm still going to say Derrick Henry. Okay, TP, who are, who are your top three? Who are you taking? I want to hear yours before you try to go last. Who are your three? So I had I told them Nick Chubb, I said Austin Eckler, and I I was on the fence with Barkley or McCaffrey. I I went with Barkley. So now you want to believe in Saquon Barkley? No. I always believe in Saquon Barkley. Don't end this show like that. The dude he did not want to give money to. The dude he did not want to give money to. The dude he did not want to give money to. Me and Sirius sat here for a whole half of a show yelling at you about Saquon. He's like, no, Danny Dodd need to get paid first, and then we take care of Saquon. So what? You don't want to get your money. Now that you got him back, we like, oh, all hell Saquon. Praising him uh, like he Allah. I don't want to hear that. Stop, stop it. Like, you yeah. think he Allah. I, I man, whatever. Man, the words of Sirius Simmons miss me with that one. Man, boy, please. Uh, wow. 
Childish. Childish. I'm I'm for real. Serious. Serious. In my line. I just asked Seriously. you what your top you know what three was, and now it's your first one Seriously. back on the villain. This Seriously. is your king? Is this your king? Serious. In my line. Serious. In my line. This is the man who's supposed to lead what you This is the one who's supposed to lead you to the future? Serious. In my line. <laughs> Nah, you're lying. You're lying. Okay, as long as he said the word about me, then he ain't lying. As long as he said he ain't lying, I'm all right. I'm all right. He said I ain't lying. So now, that part. So I, I like Najee. I like Jameer. I like Kamara. But the crazy part is, is Kamara will be available. So that's the good part about it. Um, Wait, I really want to say top three? Najee, Jameer. Kamara. The crazy part about it is Kamara will be available. People ain't think they're going to think that that three game is going to be a hold-up. I think Kamara going to come right in there and click with uh, that offense while it gets going. I really want to say Derrick Henry, but as Mike and you, well, Barry started off first, that it, that receiver core already taking a hit. They already are lackluster, and D-Hop is at the end of his career. They're going to be four-speed him. Them defenses are going to put ten people in a box. It's going to be 10 people in the box waiting for Derek to try to break out. If Derek get out of that, that dude is all off. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's the only way I can see it for Derek. I, I love Derek Henry as a running back, but um, the Titans are going to end up running him into the ground, and I feel bad because uh, Tannehill's garbage. And this is the reality that he's faced with. Uh, same situation with Saquon. They're paying the quarterback more than him, and he's more valuable to the team than those garbage quarterbacks. So. Oh, they made their bed. Yeah. They're gonna sleep in it too. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I mean, I, I, your top three. I, I wouldn't name those guys. Let me know what league you're in. I want, I want to play in that league. I think I can clean up. But uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Man, you didn't do it the last time I played. The last time I played with you, you was under me. What are you talking about? Miss me with that one? I, I knocked you out of the playoffs. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh wow! You were weren't you in complete? Oh, wow. Wasn't that was, was it was it the last lead? I don't even know. Serious? Are we are we getting a lead together? What are we doing here? Are we getting a lead? I mean, here's the thing. Like, I tried to get one together and, and never materialized. But I mean, hell, we can we can throw one together pretty quickly if, we, if you guys try to jump on one. Let me know offline. We can, we can talk about it. Yeah, we need we need at least eight, right? Like eight, eight to Yahoo. Yeah, like we, but we need eight to ten. We need to get. So we got four here. We can get controversy. That's five. Um, you know, the the lost, the, the forgotten child, Dave Jets. That probably be sick, right? He probably won't be doing it because he'll be at Disney or something. Uh, we got to just find three more yeah, people. Wow. We can do eight. We can figure. We got to figure something out. We got to put it together. TP, can we get a couple more? Talking off line. Don't he got Nate? You can get all of them people that was Nate there too. Like the value. Okay. All right, let's, let's do it. Let's got, do it. Look, look, you got people and don't even use your head. See, Sports City, listen, he's shattered right now because the Yankees are under 500. Thank you, Mr. Harvey, for your brace coming out and doing justice for us fellow Americans. Fellow Americans. You see, like, like I, I feel like I'm at the top of the mountain. I feel like screaming, spam your spam. TP is a bully. He's a he's a bully. TP is a bully. That's what he is. He's yeah. bullying the villain right now. Why? Yeah. Because my team stinks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know yeah, why. I do. I do, I do. I do slap your. You guys are. I'm, I'm so used. I'm so crap. used to slapping the twins around. And you guys are crap. 
Well, guess what? We're flapping you around. We're flapping you around. This is the crazy part about it. Serious, you know what you missed? You serious, you know what you missed? Because he's been getting slapped around. No, he didn't miss anything. Listen to what you missed, right? He started, listen, listen, he started, he started trying to run out of here and try to talk about, yo, what are you not looking crappy? She's not the third. I said, oh, no, slow down. Don't get out of the pot. Get out of the pot. So, so we start going haywire on him. Me and Mike start going, yeah, we talking. He started switching it up before we could finish. He went to NBA mid-subject, oh, wow. like did not that part, that part. <laughs> so I want to beautiful. This is beautiful. And then look, 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 the game was still going. The Yankees still had a shot, right? And then you came through yeah, and said, "Yo, they have a He listen. He he just stopped you. He stopped you to start talking something else. He listen. This is so beautiful that Barry can't talk Yankees in the summertime. Do you know what this feel like? Yo, this feel like, this feel like, um, Lord forgive me for I know not what I do. This feel like the ALS challenge. You know when somebody throw that ice water on your back? This, this is what it feel like right now, like shit. This, this is exactly what's going on. Oh, beautiful. Oh, yes. Mm, Man, I ain't going to lie. I did that oh, ALS oh, oh, challenge. That was something serious for a moment. That was cold. What? I'm, yo, that, that's how cold that is. It's cold, boy. That wasn't cold. That wasn't cold, boy. Whoa. That's what it feel like right now. We're talking about the Yankees. It's cold, boy. Whoa. I feel, I feel like, I feel like um the three hyenas in Lion King, the Yankees. He said, say it again. <laughs> the Yankees, the Yankees. <laughs> 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 yes. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Oh, talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. I just hope we can win a game. Yeah, they ain't no come on, Jimmy. Tell him, Jim. Tell him, Jim. Tell him, I'm done. Real quick, I may not ever get these bragging rights again, so I did play in one league with two of these gentlemen last year and came out with a championship. So, uh, yeah, Gummy, I'm not going to dislocate my shoulder, pat myself on the back, so I won't go too deep into that. <laughs> but I did get a championship in a fantasy league with, these, with two of these gentlemen last year even though T.P. beat me in the regular season. So I got to give him his flowers on that. All right. Uh, end of the day, man. Check out everything we got going on. SportsCityChefs.com is the website. We got blogs. We got finger foods. We're going to be ramping up even more coverage as we get towards college football and into the regular season of the NFL. Uh, y'all know how we do it in Sports City, man. Fast and furious. Check out our shows during the week. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time is when you'll find us on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights. Tuesday, the NFL front office show. Wednesday night, call us cookout. Thursday night, roundtable gumbo. Hoping at least one of these chefs will show up tomorrow as my co-host Chandler Knight is on another fishing trip. Uh, good for him getting out, spending time with veterans, and doing things that uh, that really bring some joy to his heart. So uh, glad he is healthy enough to get out and do those sorts of things. And as Chandler always reminds everybody, man, to all you veterans out there, and to anybody going through mental struggles, man, uh, reach out and call somebody if you need somebody. Even if you're not feeling like you're going to do anything harmful, even if you're just kind of really feeling lonely, man, reach out, call a crisis hotline, talk to somebody, 
And as Chandler always reminds you veterans, man, if somebody calls you and asks you to do something, even if it feels uncomfortable, say yes, because you might end up having a good time and make some good contacts and, and spend some time with people that you can really relate to. So uh, say yes, veterans, and get out and spend time with people and, and make sure you, you, you connect and stay connected with the world. Uh, that being said, man, also on Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern time, TP Timeless Ahead Honcho. Without you, my brother, I wouldn't be here. I appreciate you inviting me on to the, to the group, and uh, I'll always be grateful for that, man. My brother from another mother, and you and I host the Timeless Sunday morning brunch. I'm just happy to be alongside as we recap what happened over the weekend and set the table for you for Sunday action, everything going into the next week. Uh, and remember, you can always listen to us on your smart speaker devices and everything else. Just say, Alexa, play Sports City Chefs, or hey, Google, or whatever device you're messing with. Uh, just tell it, play Sports City Chefs. Like and subscribe, man. If you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. If you like, it helps us with the numbers. So uh, follow us up, check us out, and uh, just keep uh, keep on keeping on with us at Sports City, man. We'll keep bringing the content to you. And until next – oh, phiapparel.co, not com, but .co. Use the promo code CHEFS at checkout. Get your Michael Lorenzen's jerseys for the Phillies, man. He's been dealing for this team. Uh, since they made the trade for him, coming off that no-hitter, 15% off once you use Chef's at checkout. And until next time, my brothers, les 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 bars, ton roulet. Peace. Okay. Derek, go ahead, game plug. What's going on, man? It's your boy, Sears, up in that 412 I'm actually in the process of creating a leave right now, so I'm going to forward to chopping up with you guys about that here in the next couple of minutes. Uh, with that being said, man, check out the interview, the blogs, and everything that we got going on, man. Shout out to uh, Mr. Harvey Chandler, uh, all, all, all the gentlemen here, except Dylan, because I can't stand them. Um, with that being said, uh, again, check out the blogs, the interviews, man. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. I, I say this all the time. It's like the content that we bring you guys on a regular basis. I would definitely urge you guys to jump onto our social media platform to interact with us. We um, definitely love kicking up with you guys. With that being said, your boy Sirius is gone, man. Be good. Sirius is lying. He loves me. He, he, he reaches out to me pretty often. He always checks on the villain to make sure the villain's doing okay. Um, you know, if if the villain's not, he might try to take over the world. So he checks on me all the time. I love you, Sirius. Love you, brother. Um, <laughs> listen, um, make sure you get to the I website. Mike covered it all. Oh, you, that's such a lie. I, Mike covered it all, but uh, prayers out to my bro. Uh, I think he's out of the, the, the hospital now, so uh, just thinking about him and, and shout out to him and Cav, uh, Caviar Map on, on the on the ones and twos doing our theme music. Um, and, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, uh, the gumbo. I'll try to get through. Um, always a busy night when the, the Steelers are practicing. It's a busy week, but the villain's out next week, so you guys hold us down for a week, and the villain will be back in two weeks. But um, TP, you know what to do, bro. Get us get us out of here as only you can. Wait a minute. So I started the show rapping, so I'm going to leave the show rapping. Um, written and composed by Christopher George Latour Wallace. And the song goes, ha, 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 ha. So check out the bizarre. Check out the bizarre baseball out here in NYC. You know the Yankees. Yes. Yes.
Well, we've been freaking they feeling trackers. They were. And we let them off the hook. The Yankees been flop. This rap out for Hitchcock drop top-notch player hate and gonna start. This instant, the Yankees too consistent. These dudes quick spit Biggie name on. Make the Yankees taste like when you speak it. See them in the street, they jewelry, they can keep it. Barry, that be our little secret. Yeah! Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness, this is a beautiful day. The Yankees stink bad. I've been telling them about it. Yes. Ha 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 ha. Four cities come around here as much as you can. Come in here and get your fix. Mike got that gumbo going around. I got every piece of food going around that table as much as possible with the brunch. And we'd be right back around for getting so close to the NFL week one of the, the regular season. It's coming around, and my boy set the table. That's right. Those doggone lines going to Kansas City with upset on their mind. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. Do you feel the sensation? That's, that's, that's how I'm feeling right now, Sports City. We're doing our doggone thing, but I'm telling y'all, before y'all go to sleep tonight, please pray for Barry, the Jordans, especially for Taj, but pray that the Yankees remain inconsistent and be in the cellar of the AL East. The worst part about it is they've been talking about it all year long. The AL East is the best team in the division. I mean, the best division in the league because everybody's above 500. Uh, 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 oh. In the barbershop and coming to America, he said, he kicked Joe Lewis's ass. Yes. <laughs> On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the again. And if they don't know, mm-hmm, now y'all know. I can't take this abuse any longer. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs. Kaboom! Sports city chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. And just because the Yankees stink doesn't mean anything. I don't care. TP's a bully. I love you, though. Peace. See you guys later. Have a good night.